Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Aren't you always so scared? Playing gigs for 
your 50 quid. You don't need someone telling you what to do. You just want to keep up the va-va-boom. You have your own wild part-time jobs. 100 wild part-time jobs. Hello. You're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, where I ask the question, how the fuck do bands survive? On today's episode is a perfect guest for us, Jason Williamson, who started a full-time music career in his 40s with the brilliantly caustic Sleaford Mods, and has not been shy in talking about all the different jobs he's had over the years. This Friday, Sleaford Mods released their new album, UK Grim. They're in full campaign mode, and that's why I could get them along for an episode. Cheers to Jamie at Rough Trade for making that happen. UK Grimm sounds amazing. They put out a single with Florence from Dry Cleaning. This track, so trendy, with Perry from Jane's Addiction. And the album's title track has an amazing video by Cold War Steve, which is just a match made in heaven, really, or purgatory or, or whatever. Cheers for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, supported by 2000 Trees Festival, a brilliant independent festival in Cheltenham, just a few hours away from London on the train, where some incredible bands have just joined the lineup. Rival Schools, The Bronx, American Football, Brutus, Bob Villain, Kneecap, and a whole lot more have joined a mega lineup, which includes Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, 100 Reasons, The Chisel, Bat Sabbath, so many ace bands at 2000 Trees this year. If you know you want to go, but you haven't got your ticket yet, you can go to 2000treesfestival.co.uk and using the voucher code 101POD, you can get 20 quid off your ticket. That's free money. I'll be doing a live episode there on Friday morning. If you're around for it and you like waking up early, please do come along to that. 2000 Trees Festival, it's ace. All right, here's Jason Williamson from Sleaford Mods. On 101 part-time jobs. Go well. Cheers. Wait, it's the jetpack man. The mysterious jetpack man. Flying over LAX. I wonder where he's off to next. You know, look, I started this show, this podcast, a couple of years ago because like thousands of people, like yourself, playing in bands, you know, go on tour and sort of experience some success you know which i valued as playing to people sharing music making friends having a booking agent was a step up having an indie label in london one that i grew up loving you know another thing every time i got back from tour i'd get shit jobs basically and look it's, it's nothing new people have been doing it since the time of playing music right and so what i really want to do is is get get stories from people, ask people to tell stories. And I don't want to ask you to talk about things you've already talked about. There was that great piece in Loud and Quiet a few years yeah. ago, which is more of like a, it's like a diary, isn't it? Of of, of getting signed and yeah. how things changed in 2014. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe a good place to start is, you know, speaking of the album, UK Grim. Now it's just fucking shit getting a job in England now. But, you know, more specifically to you, as an artist who's been doing it long enough to have some kind of routine? I mean, you tell me, but you know, have you, have you got this kind of routine first of all? And like, are you at peace with where you are as, as an artist and making that your full-time thing? Yeah. It took a long time to get used to doing music full-time when I left work. It was like, it was almost like a massive anti-climax all of these years thinking about what it would be like to get a record deal and be able to leave work 
they were anticlimaxes in a lot of respects. So it took me a long time to adjust to not working because I had a lot of extra time. Yeah. Uh, and that was mostly, I was in the house all the time. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I was so used to leaving the house early in the morning and coming back late, you know, uh, sort of late afternoon for, for God knows 30 odd years that, you know, it's a fucking culture shock. It's like retiring almost, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's took me a long time to get my head around it, get my head around success, get my head around the fact that it doesn't matter what you do, people are always going to think you sell out, you're this, you're that, you know, uh, and to get a thicker skin, so to speak. It's taken me a long time, and I feel like I'm at a point now where I can safely say that that is starting to really kick in. Do you know what I mean? Kick in in a, in a sense that, you know, you can, you're a bit of level-headedness on it and a bit of a balance. Yeah, I've got a balance with it now and I've got a balance with myself and I've had to have a lot of therapy, uh, psychotherapy to talk about why I feel, you know, because when I gave up drinking drugs, it was still not enough. I was still getting really fucking jealous about other bands and hating them, which, and, uh, and like I started to think to myself, why am I like this, you know? And partly, you know, bands do wind you up. You're in this game. You don't like people's aesthetic. You think it's shit. Uh, you've struggled for so many years and you, you constantly think, well, this, why, why are they famous for doing this? This is shit. Here I am working really hard and I'm, I, they've passed me in the levels of fame, you know. So it is petty, but you do think like that. But i am kind of put that into one corner, but it was it was really starting to get the better of me. And so I had to have a load of therapy about it. And um, regardless of why I took loads of drugs, you know, there was this new thing about why am I losing my temper so much? Why am I getting really aggressive to people online that are in bands that I think are shit? You know, it's yeah. stupid. You'd think like if bands are shit, they're doing their own thing and there's, there's yeah. thousands of different types of people. I mean, I wonder if it's, you know, not trying to make this some kind of sweeping statement or anything, but do you think it's yeah. the music industry and just the way it's operated since day dot that kind of makes it a competition? You know, because even from a fan's point of view or, or a writer's yeah. journalist journalist point of view, there's yeah. end of year lists. You know, everything's either better yeah. or worse than something else. Oh, fuck yeah, totally. I agree totally that they do make it into a competition to a certain degree. Um, but in order to enter the competition, you have got to, you know, you, you're not made to. Uh, you what you actually want to enter that competition. So in a way, you are agreeing to do that anyway. You're in album campaign. Everyone's talking about you. Luckily, you've written a nice, a great album, and you're really happy with it. And you like everyone's talking about it. Then the album campaign goes. You go and tour it, and it goes quiet again. Then you're online looking at other people going through their album campaigns, and it's fucking vicious. It's like a fucking revolving. It's like a cycle of fucking hatred. Yeah. So, uh, you know, self-loathing, hatred towards other people. I, you know, I, I still don't think there's anything wrong with, with having a go at people if you think they're shit. There's nothing wrong with that. But it doesn't have to be a repeated attack. It doesn't have to be obsessive. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're not affecting what you do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like it's what's what's the issue you know so it is a really big thing but yes you've got a very interesting point uh it is a competition it, uh, as well uh, you know we are played off against each other 
um, and and social media presents bands like that. You know, you know, there's a lot of this. Oh my god, this is genius. Oh my god, this this album's iconic. When it's really not. You know what I mean? It's there's a lot of that as well, and it's like. Okay, you kind of think, why are people doing that? <laughs> why, 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 why is your media organisation doing that? I've been just going through a little period um, where you know it's not it's not every day, but if I listen to something that's good, I'll just post it to my Twitter and say this is good, you know, good music because I want to share that. I want to yeah. share it with my mates and I want to yeah. share it with strangers. Sure, you know, K K Tempest sure. just came out of that new track today or yesterday. It's banging. Oh right, I've not heard it. I've not. It's heard great, it, and it's like. It's like jungle. It's wicked. And, you know, Kay's lyrics are just brilliant, aren't they? And so sharing that with someone, to me, the way I want to make my social, I'm not there yet, but the way I want to start operating is using Twitter like the way I text my mate being like, have you heard the new Sleaford Mods record? Yes, yes, yes. I, I agree with you. Um, I'm going to have to have a listen to their new tune. I, I, I met them uh, last summer. And they're really nice, actually. I live in Deptford and they're from around here. And a couple of years ago, yeah. they came up to me. And that's what happens when you've got a bit of long hair and white gentlemen, yeah. is that you look like other white men with long hair. And they Kay came up to me <laughs> and was like, oh my God, it's been years. How are you doing? Uh, what? And I was feeling quite sprightly. Ooh. And I was like, yeah, how's, how's it going? You know, I just read. I just read the bricks that built the houses and, you know, I was a fan. I still am. But at that time, especially I was a fan and you you, you play along when someone recognizes you. Of course. Yeah. But, you know, talking about, you know, I wonder if that's something that, that Kay deals with, you know, so, you know, all art is art, right? It comes from the heart. Don't mind sort of, you know, you call a spade a spade or whatever. You know, I do wonder if, you know, talking about socials and fucking metrics you know, saw a great songwriter, Sean Hagen from the High Llamas tweet the other day, like, look, I can't play any of these festivals because I don't have the followers, even though the High Llamas yeah. are this fantastic fucking band, you know, and it kind yeah. of commodifies the thing. And, you know, that's commodity and music has been a conversation forever. I wondered if you'd sort of had any recent progressions with that stuff, recent thoughts. Yeah, well, it is, isn't it? It is on... Um... You know, when you go into streaming sites, I think it probably is to a certain degree. But I just see streaming sites as another world. I don't necessarily see connected to the physical, the actual, the actual nucleus of what the reason why you're in music. You know, mm. the creativity side. It's not connected to to that at all. It's just this weird kind of radio station. Do you know what I mean? That you either connect with it or you don't. Do you know what I mean? Do you listen to the radio? No. I listen to Spotify all of the time. So, um, uh, you know, we're, we're not very good on Spotify, but we're, we're really good on YouTube, you know. Right. It's weird. So, but I don't... <clears throat> I had this same conversation with my daughter yesterday. She's like, you've nearly reached 100,000 followers. You're going to get a silver plaque. I'm like, what? the fuck's that is that real (laughs) yeah and she goes when you get a million you get a gold plaque i'm like all right it's weird because you get a lot of people on spotify that have got really healthy numbers but um their live shows are next to nothing it's like they're playing really small venues Mm. not you know they're not a thing on the live circuit so i don't feel like spotify is is like 
connected to the actual physical creative part and my my emotional connection to it it's just some bizarre sort of apparatus that is you know sort of sticking out of the idea of music do you know what i mean yeah i mean it makes me think you know have you got any ways to protect the nucleus of the thing yeah you, you have by your own sheer force of will you know it's like i am going to keep writing good stuff i'm going to keep making sleep of mods interesting mm. it has to be interesting because if it doesn't then it will fail so that that in itself is is really all a need i mean obviously you need people to support you you need people around you but this has all come from just having that one single thought do you know what i mean in earlier days you know, when you work in a multitude of jobs and you're, you're working a little chef or you're working at chicken factory you're yeah. You're doing all, all odds and ends, you know, that, that, yeah. you know, you can see with Sleaford Mods, you know, where you've written around that, you've yeah. written from your experience yeah. there. It's, this sounds like such a wanky journalist question, everything I don't want to be, but you know, where, what do you write about now without kind of drowning yourself in the news? Do you think anything's replaced that as your kind of well of shit to write about? Yeah, I think the outer world, what you see around you, which was always a part of Sleaford anyway. But, but also my own internal monologue, uh, my own my own memories of childhood, uh, which has been you know a little you know quite prominent on the last two albums. I, I mean that might not continue, but there always there is always something that you never truly escape sorrow and depression, and you never truly escape loneliness, even when you're on a career high. You know what I mean? even when you're financially stable, it's, it's still there. So I'll always connect to it. I think because the severity of my emotions was, 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 was at such a high level when I had nothing and I kept failing and had to keep picking myself up, that it will always stay with me. It, it's become imprinted onto my psychology. So um, th- the stuff that we do will always be laced with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, even uh, so far ago, long ago as two or three albums ago, we were getting accused of, you know, talking about stuff we that didn't connect to us, you know, from people that have got absolutely no right to say that, that have not come from that area of life as well. You know, it just pisses you off. So it's like people, you're always going to get it. It's never going to go away. But um you know, as I've said earlier, I'm very good with that now. It's, I've, I've put that into a box, you know what I mean? 101, Like I say, I'm 31. When I was 10 and my parents re- my parents decided the best thing to do was to send me away oh. to a, oh, a boarding school. You know, we weren't a boarding school family, even though my name's Giles. <laughs> You know, but two years, three years at boarding school, I'm really, that's coming out of me now, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting to kind of notice patterns and behaviors and, and it's interesting about how the things comes around and, and, and I, I'm with you. I'll have a really good day. You know, Music Week printed their podcast of the month was 101, you know, and I have these, you know, those good times, right? And it's still there. It's still there. Even when things are going great, even if I'm having yeah, a great, yeah. great. It won't, it won't leave even if I'm having the best day with my partner or, mm. or your, you know, your mm. friends and it, and it is something to work through and it doesn't have to be a bad thing, I suppose is what I'm trying to. It's not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing because you've obviously done something very good with it. Um, 
you're, you're trying to face it. That's all you can do with trauma. Do you know what I mean? Uh, some people don't do very well with it at all, and it ends up devouring them. But um, that sounds quite positive. But you're right; it won't it won't ever go away. It, it's a part of your makeup, and especially if it's got something to do with your parents, they are such a strong, powerful presence in your life uh, throughout all of your life. You know, there's a lot of transparency in the music industry right now. Lots of people are talking about their personal experiences, you know, and, yeah. and, it's, and it's a very powerful thing. As well as that, mm. is a lot of powerful art coming out. The new, the latest single with Florence and, you know, uh -huh. Dry Cleaning are such a, uh, she, she's such a great lyricist, isn't she? Because she puts you in such yeah. an amazing place. Um, yes. And I wonder, especially in a time, I, th I wonder if we all go through times and years and bouts long and short of, you know, not really seeing the good stuff no you know out from the shit i suppose have you always been digging for good music listening to other people focusing yeah on, you, you've always been interested in digging that out yeah it's hard for me to i find it hard to get a lot of good results from modern music i'm just not a very i'm not your biggest music fan in in that sense you know i just can't accept everything uh, like some people do and I, I do wholly believe that some people like a lot of things I don't think it's a cynical thing um, but I've just I'm my my tastes are very I don't I don't know what they are but they're very they're, they're, they're much like the music we do they're very minimalist you know oh. and so it, things will come along occasionally that I'm really taken with um, I've been listening to a lot of older music of late you know um, what kind I of just, stuff just stuff, mainly 80s stuff, Flock of Seagulls, Soft Cell, Pet Shop Boys, Style Cancel, yeah. um, uh, stuff, and, and stuff like Paul Weller solo stuff I've been going back to again. Um, just stuff like that, really. Uh, mixed in with stuff like Alex Cameron, yeah. Aldous Hardin, uh, Dry Cleaning, uh, Lone Lady, which I'm, I'm quite big on at the minute. She's really interesting. Just stuff like that, do you know what I mean? Do you think it's part of your job description to be a digger? You know, if we're looking at the way that people have mixed records into each other in production, yeah, you know, yeah. part of their job description is crate digging. Do you feel like it's part of your job description to to go back and see what's, you know, set off those synapses or however you want to call it? Yeah, I do. I think it's the only way to move your own music on. I think without listening to the new music, you just become stale. Uh, but... That said, you know, when people sort of say, what were you listening to when you were recording the album? Well, nothing, you know. Sometimes I won't listen to anything. And you don't feel like anything is inspiring you. You just go into the studio and things pop up that, that you immediately try to catch on to. Um, I think you know, that is just your skill set coming out, isn't it? You know what I mean? Not necessarily being massively influenced by somebody else's record. Yeah. But but as it, going back to my initial point, yes, I think you need, especially in this period of post album, um, I start listening to stuff I I wouldn't normally present to myself. Do you know what I mean? Just to see. Um, but I really do wish I could get on with modern music more. You know, uh, I just find it really hard to uh, sort of get myself into some stuff. I just. It's not a lot that appeals, you know what I mean? What about TV and books? Yeah, yeah, always TV, books, films. Yeah, you know, I'm not a massive reader, but, you know, I do try and read all the time. It just takes me such a long time to finish a book, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. So uh, currently reading 
Van Gogh diaries, letters between him and his brother, and a book on the Snowtown murders in Adelaide, Australia. Yeah, look it up. It's really, it's, it's really. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously very horrible, but um, the sociological landscape that surrounded these people um, is is interesting. You know, the kind of underclass. Uh, you know, no no future, no options. Uh, it's it's really quite interesting. You got, you know, you've got a couple of IMDb credits. You're great in yeah. great in landscapers. We, I mean, I'm oh, pr- thank you. pretty sure I've seen you say that you enjoyed it. But you know, you did enjoy it, did you? And- <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was. Yeah, it was all right. It was. Um, it's really hard because you don't want to. You feel like a bit of an imposter. You know, you don't. You don't want to overstep your mark because there's people out there that have dedicated their life to it. So you do feel a little bit like you've just walked in the side door. But saying that, you know, I put a lot of time in trying to get music together. So I've, I kind of, you know, I put my work, I put the hours in, you know what I mean? I've done my apprenticeship, so to speak. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a really tough one. I, I really enjoy it, but it's, I think it's something that um, I'm mean, still in two minds about, um, you know, do I really want to devote more time to it if I can? I don't know, you know what I mean? It's a tough one. I can see you being written into something. You know, you're, you've got a strong character. Thank you. Yeah, I've got a couple of things I'm doing this year with people. Um, but um, I don't take myself seriously with it because there's still a part of me that, that there's that imposter syndrome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I love what I love is, is, you know, I know challenge is a cheesy word, but it's right. It's like, can I do this? It's like, can I, can I play this person? And, um yeah i i really enjoy it you know once you've got the lines down and you know the flows there and and it's really good have you had anything else like that that you've dipped into i mean you know have you have you written much like you know the written word in a sort of different kind of format bit, yeah bit. um you know i've got i've got a couple of projects at the minute kind of written stuff but it's again it's really hard i hate writing uh, I find it really boring. Not songwriting, but kind of writing, kind of book writing is really laborious, I find. It's like I really have to be strict with myself and sit down and do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the end, res- the end result's really fucking good. If you put the, put the work in with it, you know, if you do a good job of it, that's really satisfying. But the actual work is uh, it's fucking hard. It's really hard. Have you met any... Um surprising fans surprising Sleaford Mod fans uh, to be honest with you anyone <laughs> <laughs> I mean anybody that likes it is I can remember Stuart Lee coming to a gig like what the Andrew was like Stuart Lee's here I'm like what great and he's, I, he's just at the bar he said hello to me I'm like fucking hell uh, so it still surprises me that people of that ilk uh, like it because uh, I do regard people like that way more um, uh, able than myself do you know what I mean as you do you know so I'd love to see more comedians play at gigs you know I, I, I didn't surely do some stuff back in the day yes like, probably does some did, stuff yeah. at Nightingales in the last few years yes he has yeah would you would you do that at Sleaford Mod show is that like something that you'd, you'd entertain yeah I mean that's something that we because it really worked I thought yeah it really did work, and I wonder. I'm wondering if uh, we could do it again, but it, it, but we, could, you know, depending on the venue, 
if it's if it's a, a real big venue, it might not come off. But fucking hell, you know, loads of people do it, don't they? But yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something that we'd like to do again. I went to go see Squeeze the other day, and oh, yeah. Doctor John Cooper Clark opened, and it was just fucking brilliant. What was he like? Was he good? Really good. Yeah. yeah, you know, you really had to listen, though. I think that's the probably biggest thing is that, like, first of all, you've got to yeah. be with mates that know when to shut up. Yes. You really had to listen to the sentences to get the joke sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. that, there's that sure. concentration that you're really requiring from the audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. Are you doing much stage production for the upcoming tours? Are, 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 is there, are there ideas there? Yeah, go on, go on another, we're, we're looking at, you know, changing the lighting because all we've got is a lighting show behind us mm. so we're looking at other ways of doing that um uh and you've reminded me so i've got to send the set list off to the lighting guy but yeah there'll be other ways there'll be um uh, we're trying to find different angles yeah people listening to this might think this is a fucking cop out we haven't really talked about jobs but really like all of this stuff is your job innit? all of this stuff yeah. they are they are all part-time jobs of the bigger job Oh, big time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't really think people want to listen to some of the jobs I've had. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I've got uh, two more questions left. If that's all right. Yeah. Richard Herring style. One of my emergency questions is, have you ever gone through any uh, regrettable sartorial stages? Have you ever had any bad fashion periods? Oh God. Yeah. Fucking hell. What are we talking? Kind of just Liam haircuts. I don't really suit a Liam haircut. Uh, you know what I mean? It, that in itself, kind of like long and then down here like a 70s football player. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 suits, it suits Liam, but it didn't suit me. Gordon Bennett. Some of the, so, you know, club culture when I used to go clubbing, some of the like outfits I'd wear, I used to wear like boot cut kind of trousers with snakeskin cowboy boots. <laughs> and, and no, like, no. Yeah, yeah. And a, and a denim jacket with nothing underneath. Do you know what I mean? Like, as you do, you know, back in the early days of, like, John Richmond sort of clubbing, you know, all that kind of, like, disco Italian ass type shit. You must have attracted some characters with that. Well, you either had, lads were either dressing like that or they were getting, ca or they were casual, sort of Lacoste, Timberland, all that shit. But I didn't go that way until later on in life, really. <laughs> um, I think I didn't see the value in that kind of dress code until must have been around sort of like you know late 90s you know what i mean was nottingham pretty was that was that a pretty fruity place to go out yeah i mean it, it's changed this i mean i don't go out anymore so i don't really know where to go but there are lots of places to go if you know what i mean what what were um, the places what were the have you got any memories of <clears throat> yeah or the fucking nottingham was like it was it was a it was a it was like sin city at one point it was it was fucking horrible, but great, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, sort of like if you're heavily into cocaine and lager, Nottingham was fucking brilliant, and that's that's all we used to do, you know. So there were loads of bars, couple of clubs, you know, people's houses uh, every weekend, every weekend um, yeah. for many many years. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Part-time jobs, 101. Part-time jobs, 101. Part-time jobs, 101. Part-time jobs. I fucking despise that kind of work environment where no one owns up to their mistakes or, you know, the kind of LinkedIn fueled thing that uh, I'm the best person at my job. <laughs> no one else could do what I do. You know, it's, it's yeah. so fucking tiring, isn't it? Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. So I love asking yeah. people about their work gaffes, their work fails. I think one of the most dramatic failings was, uh, being, being employed as a shop manager for a friend and, uh, ending up totally ransacking the till, uh, the, the shop had to close. I had to pay all the money back via my wages. And to this day, he he still maintains that I still owe a bit of money, but I was, I, I mean, I shouldn't laugh because it wasn't very funny, but I was in a complete state, you know, it just wasn't, I took on the job thinking it would take me out of this warehouse and give me a bit of a better life, but it, it did the exact opposite. Uh, it was hell on earth and I failed. I, I must've been in the job six months and then, um, uh, I had to call up and say, um, I've stolen loads of money and um, please don't call the police. But if you were, if you're going to, then fair enough. Uh, they didn't press charges in the end, um, but I paid, paid, I didn't get my last month's wages and uh, had to move home uh, to my mum's and in utter shame, really. And uh, yeah, I think that was kind of like the lowest point ever. Because I was like doing loads of drugs, uh, you know, completely addicted to to um, speed and cocaine. Not addicted, but I, 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 you know, I would just get into vast amounts of debt. Uh, I was a wreck, you know what I mean? So I, my mum sort of took me back in for the third time. This was the third time I've moved home. And that's when things started to slowly improve. Wow. Cheers for telling that. That's, that's, no, that's really. heavy, isn't it? Really heavy, yeah. So there's a song on the new album called Till Dipper, which talks which talks about that. And um, you know, it, it it's not celebrating the fact that you're nicking off the man. It's more discussing the reasons why you're doing it, and you're blaming everybody else apart from yourself. Uh, I mean, you know, there is a thing about minimum wage being completely unrealistic. You know, you just even back then, you just can't do it. It's like this, this, you expect you you just live in a shoebox. It's just no way to live, you know. So there is that debate around it. Uh, uh, but um, but yeah, you know, a lot of my spectacular personal failings were were um, were down to me and my um, reluctance to stop using drugs and alcohol and to stop lying and stealing and you know 
depending on everybody else. You know what I mean? Jason, cheers for being up for this. Thank you. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. So there was Jason Williamson from Sleaford Mods here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Cheers for listening, as always. Back with another episode later this week. Here's some Cox Barra. I've been working all day for me, mate, on the side. Running around like a blue ass fly. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. Every blink me, I've been on the go. Up and down the ladder like a fiddler's elbow. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. This is a Mighty Moon Media podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.